Welcome to If I Don't Disc, the world's finest podcast dedicated to the band Mule. This is Tim. This is Matt. And today we're joined by Frisky Disc co-host Kelly. Hello! <laughs> Frisky Disc host Kelly, isn't it? Well, no, we all be co-hosts. There's four of us. <laughs> that, we're either all four co-hosts or we're all four hosts. There's no in-between. All of the above. It's not like you're some fucking guest star. Sometimes Every it feels week. like it. I'm not that special. <laughs> no, not you. I meant Matt. Oh, I am always a guest I star. I think you've, you've shown up for every episode. Kelly, what are you listening to these days? NPR. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> All right, let's just get to the album. Yeah. <laughs> we skipped the what has Matt been listening to feature because Matt listens to little to no music. Except for what he is forced to for, for this Mule podcast. Or whatever Tim tells Matt to listen to. This week's album is If I Don't Six. It was released on June 1st of 1995. This was Mule's second and final full album. Steve Albany returned as engineer. P.W. Long ended the band in 1996 after five years of existence to go solo. In total, the band released two full albums, one EP, two 7-inches, one split 7-inch with Steve Albany's band Shellac, and appeared on four compilation albums. That's my extensive research for this week. Bam. I thought you were going to ask me what do I know about Mule. What and do you know about Mule? I am very disappointed we don't have any copper cups, and that was my only hope, and I had that really stupid joke, and that's all I wanted to say. I still didn't get the reference. It's like a, a Moscow drink. Mule, like the copper oh, cups. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, let's get going. We're going to do this one track by track instead of our usual listen ahead of time. Our first track is Stay Connected with Facebook. This is a bop. <laughs> Skipping it. First song is Hayride. I thought that was Matt breathing heavy <laughs> at first. Like, what are you breathing so heavy for? <laughs> I know I have asthma, like, but I don't think I make those noises when I breathe. Couldn't wait heavy. for this album. <laughs> really anticipating it hard. Is it a dude or a female? I think it's a dude. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, kind of same as last album. Yeah. Bluesy sort of heavy riffs. I'm so grateful we don't do this with a Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> <laughs> we can. For that first chunk. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Oh, God, I was poor children on the park over there. <laughs> the van cop would come back. Yeah, like, what are you guys doing out here? There was illicit noises. We're listening to music. I said, sir, I didn't realize it was illegal to bang at a public park. I am sorry. <laughs> I don't like any song that's about Indiana. I was going to say, this song is about Indiana, right? I know we talked about it before. I'm from, from Kentucky, and Indiana are sworn enemies, which I didn't really believe in until I lived in Louisville, and those assholes didn't know how to drive on the fucking highway and fucking shit up all the time. Every time there was an accident or somebody cut me off, they were from Indiana or they were driving a BMW. So I feel the same way about people that buy, drive BMWs. Don't go to West Des Moines. I don't go to West Des Moines. Except for when we had to review courses. No, thank you. We already did once. Southwinds. Southwoods. Southwoods. And we've talked about it extensively. It's a great course in the winter. Just, it's a fucking poison ivy pit in the summer. Maybe they heard our review and have fixed it. Yeah, this is just more of the last album. So far, yeah. I feel like this would be in a, um, like, skateboard video game. Not as, like, the song while you're skating, but during the loading screen. Right. Yeah, it would fit on a Tony Hawk soundtrack. Well, I was more thinking, like, a not Tony Hawk skater game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Skate. Yeah. It's <laughs> only two, man. Anthony Eagle. Yeah. <laughs> Random off-brand. <laughs> oh, that took me a second. It is a toe-tapper, though. I mean, what they're doing is not bad. Yeah. Still one of those things I may never fall in love with. I've listened to worse. Honestly, felt like it could just be this song. Last album had even more of a southern rock twinge than this song does. It did. There were a couple of songs in the last album that had more of this feel to it. But yeah, more bluesy than southern rocky. Yep. 
Kelly looks confused. I was more confused about that bird than anything. It's okay, I didn't realize the water feature was running until just now, and I was like, somebody is peeing very loud. Really close to us. Yeah. <laughs> it's that loud. More sex sounds to close the track. There were also random sex sounds interspersed inside this track. Oh, I must have missed it since I took the one headphone. Well, no. maybe we got the opposites in, too. Yep, yeah, you got we right, do. I got right. yeah, there was sex sounds in... Well, I missed it. Let me put that back yeah, in. Yeah, and say stick your right channel back in. How many goddamn ads are you going to play? Uh, one per video. This is XN29. Oh, I don't like it. No sex sounds in the intro. I thought I was going to go slow, but they picked up the pace real oh. quick. No, I definitely expected this one to be, like, from the way it started, I expected it to be one of their more southern... It's a little jerky. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it feels a little jerky. Yeah. So we've got some tempo changes just randomly. I feel like in someone's garage, I'd get hyped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, I hear that. The very garage basement band feel mm-hmm. to it. I did see one review where somebody said it was Black Flag-like, and I just don't get that at all. I mean, other than if they're just using Black Flag as their punk rock reference point. Like, <laughs> Maybe. Should have picked Green Day. Yeah. I mean, it's not like the dude sounds like Henry Rollins or anything. He's a long dong daddy. That's what he's saying, right? Yeah. I just heard it. I was like, wait a minute, what is he talking like? Pretty sure he said Long Dong Daddy. Or is it Long John Daddy? Could be, but isn't that the same thing? I guess, was it Long Bathroom Daddy? Those whistles, that gives you an idea what the song sounds like if you can't pull up YouTube and listen. By the way, since we first started talking about this, the debut album was over $100. Then it got added as Amazon Music, and it dropped half price. You can now buy a copy for $3.23. <laughs> so the digital market completely crashed the collector value of that album. Ouch. It does feel like you would break your neck with the tempo changes. I was just about to say I don't think they're using their bassist to his best abilities. Because this guy was in another band I listened to, Laughing Hyenas. And that's that guy, he gets to really explore the bass in that, with that band. But not so much this one. Or keep track of which ones you like the most, Matt. Got some organ in there, but very briefly. That was super brief. (laughs) Literally one beat. There it is again. You know what it's going to sound great, guys? I'm going to play this one organ note twice throughout the whole song. (laughs) (laughs) I hope they brought in, like, an actual organ to do that. I'm sure they did, right? I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, at that point, just bring a harmonica. It's the style of the song anyways. Probably better than an organ did. We lugged this 150-pound fucking organ up so you could play three goddamn notes. <laughs> but guys, yes, yes, it's going to make the album. I mean, it is part of the album. It is. The shaking of my head was not that it wasn't. I would actually say the slower parts on this are somewhat reminiscent of Soundgarden. Yeah. It's the weird, jerky, like, other parts that aren't. Yeah, no, are really like... not. But this part with this breakdown... It's got some Soundgarden to it, which I think we talked about last time, too, Mm -hmm. how I don't really like Soundgarden that much. I think it's because they have enough of a different sound. Of course, that could have been a match play, too, that we were talking about that. I think there was a match play that we did a Soundgarden song. Yeah. Heretic! (laughs) That is an accurate report. Uh, Yeah, it sounded just like (laughs) Chris Cornell right there. At least on that song. I'll say kinda. I fucking nailed it. For that song. Going out with a little acoustic... Outro, kind of hoping they'll have some more of that, because the one acoustic song they had on the last album was pretty good. Mm. That is another ad. Oh, I was like, did they just break into <laughs> yeah. like Red Hot Chili Peppers? What happened? <laughs> Slowing her down. Then again, I thought they did that on the second song, and it suddenly sped up. And then... Nah, this feels like one of their bluesy songs. Yeah. 
It is. Are you looking at the name? The Beauteous. So we picked this band because this is the second live band I ever saw at a show. Okay. But I didn't really listen to them much, but my cousin loved them. So far, I would say they're a great second band at any show, <laughs> like generally. I mean, also we picked it because they only had two albums. Well, yeah, we had just too. finished listening to I didn't want to recap the entirety of the first episode. <laughs> you act like I don't listen to our own podcast. I just assume you don't listen to Tim in my podcast. I just don't. You're missing out. I listen to y'all's voices all the time. I don't want to do it in my personal time. <laughs> That's true. That's it. I'm listening to this at work. I have been listening to it at work up until like the last week and a half. Not this. Um, Our podcast. podcast. (laughs) Let's not lose our jobs. (laughs) I'll disavow any knowledge. Uh, Yeah, there's that blues sound again. Yeah, they're doing more blues solo stuff on this one, though. I feel like last time they didn't do a whole lot of soloing. Uh -uh. No, last time they did a lot of like, one song was blues. Blues where they just took all the solo (laughs) stuff out, yeah. And they more soloed, like, the punk sound in the last yeah. album's blues songs. This time it's, like, adding blues solos to punk songs. I wonder how Steve Albany feels about this album in comparison to the rest of his engineering catalog. I don't know what the rest of his engineering catalog is. We talked about it last time. What, PJ Harvey, Nirvana? Fuck, there was a couple other ones that I didn't realize were crazy. Well, I just don't know, like... Oh, the Pixies? The Pixies, He yeah. got a ton of work. Probably still does, I don't know. I emailed his, uh... This is back fucking early 90s when it was probably like 94 or something. The bassist from his band, Shellac, had reviewed an album that I was really interested in but couldn't find information on because it was still the internet in the early 90s. And I emailed and said, hey, do you know any more about this band? Also, are you Bob Weston from Shellac? He just emailed back, nope, don't know anything more about the band. Yes, I'm Bob Weston. <laughs> thanks. That was, yeah, I did. All right, thanks. Probably more than you would have gotten from other people. Well, the thing is, now I know, like, I probably could have asked this guy a million questions. It's just Bob Weston from Shellac. But back then, in my head, like, yeah, this is a big rock star guy. I can't be bothering him too much. (laughs) I hope he finds this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Holy crap, there's a podcast that talks about me. (laughs) You know that. Bob Weston the fourth, I think, is what his official name on the albums are. If you hashtag stuff correctly, they might find (laughs) it. You never know. I mean, we know they're active digitally because they just recently put their music on Amazon, so a little too long on this one. Yeah, no, I... I was thinking it, but then I also was like, I have no sense of time. No. Maybe I'm just thinking this. Yeah, it's one of my main complaints on every one of these music podcasts we've done is when bands go too long with songs. We had a lot of those with... Uh... Keep it tight. Three yeah. minutes. Oh, but that, that... It's not like... I know that I said the three-minute rule, but with The Cure, there are definitely six-minute songs where I was like, that one was great. And then the next song would be like four and a half minutes, and I'm like, that's too fucking long. Yeah. This song just feels long, yeah, too. I'd say, with a lot of The Cure songs, though, we had discussed, like, there's nowhere I could see them, like, shortening. I half expected you to be like, shit, guys, that oh. was only a two-minute song. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, no, it probably was like three and a half minutes. This one is Nowhere's Back. I disagree, song. This is, I feel like this one's going to get loud. It started off slow. I think it'll stay slow, but I feel like it's going to get power loud. Mm. It's their power ballad. I don't even know what that means. You know a good power ballad when you hear one. I mean, honestly, it's... I know what they sound like. I just don't know what Very it Very 80s thing, the power ballad. I'm sure, well, it did carry over. We've talked about them with those early 2000 bands, too. They did a lot of that shit. Matt's... Apparently enjoying it. It's a very like sway, sway going. southern blues. Bluesy. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I was like the 
Yeah. Lyric, 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 do, do, do. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they're capturing what they set out to do, generally. Mm-hmm. Like a blues, punk, southern... Southern rock. Mm-hmm. Southern rock. That's, that's actually, like, what the descriptor of them, if you Google the band, is. Actually, one of the uh, <laughs> Amazon reviews, the guy was like, eh, not as much Leonard Skinner as I was hoping for. And mm, it's, it's, That's fair. It's a fair assessment on some of it. Fair assessment. It's a fair assumption, but... <laughs> well, now we talk about the... Last album, like, who's it for? Because someone that's into Southern Rock is probably not going to love it. Somebody that's in Punk Rock is not going to love it either. And there's For the, the band. That Venn da- diagram is very small of like, oh, this is my wheelhouse. I think it's for the people that fit both groups. I got the organ back out, there thank God. Uh, they didn't carry it up those fucking stairs for nothing. Why am I imagining six flights of stairs? Like, <laughs> They couldn't afford a six-story house, like two, two flights of stairs tops. And that was just because there was a half room upstairs <laughs> that his girlfriend let him turn into a studio, though she bitched about it the whole time they were installing stuff. Then he was homeless a year later, and she sold his shit to the pawn shop. So that's four flights of stairs, up two and down two. I think they just let it slide down the stairs. How do they get the organ to their shows? They used a keyboard instead. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, that would make sense, yeah. They returned with Girls Against Boys, who has two two keyboards, so they just borrowed one of theirs. <laughs> He does sometimes have a very soulful voice. He does, yeah. I was just, you know, right here in this little, another kind of breakdown. It's yeah. kind of just him and the organ right there. Oh, shoot. Kelly appeared to have an epiphany. That was <laughs> yeah. weird. It gives me some, like, small hosier vibes. Oh, yeah. Not quite, but when he's getting really soulful. Yeah. Not Who vibes? Hosier. Hosier. I don't know. You wouldn't. Sorry, hipster. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 Tim. You specifically wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you don't listen to Top 40. Oh, yeah. It's a blind spot for me. That's why I was looking at Matt to try I to get the inspiration. I think it's an okay blind spot. Now, see, this one's slower than the last one, I think, but I like it more. Yeah. And maybe it has to do with the organ. It feels more developed. Yeah, it does. It also has the, like, break into random... Eh, drums like, are pretty interesting in it, too. Yeah. Rhythms. Not bad. And that spoken word section. <laughs> Kelly's yeah. looking... The hoser section. Kelly clearly hasn't listened to our our banter during recording. Tim is more of the instrument person, and I am more of the lyrical vocal person. <laughs> yeah, vocals are just another instrument in my brain. Yeah. I almost always sing the wrong lyrics, look them up later, and like, what the fuck have I been singing? <laughs> what do you mean? I know all the lyrics when I'm alone in my car. <laughs> right. And then someone else is like, what'd you just say? Nothing. Nothing? The song's about his mom. I've been singing about bombings in the Middle East. <laughs> Shit! I really missed the mark on this one. I am glad they added the organ to this album. I'm liking that. Yeah? We talked about how they just needed something additional last time. Must have heard you in 1996. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our podcast transcends time. I like when you're out disc golfing in the summer, and you see some shirtless dude and go, guy's a lot like my body type. Why the hell does he think he's good enough to not wear a shirt? <laughs> Song. I just assumed you'd think the opposite of like I shouldn't be wearing a shirt. So that was that was <laughs> no. This is Obion. Man, I better pick out the pace. This is a problem with this album so far. I think it's too many slow songs. Very sleepy. This has some yeah. really big South vibes. Has what? Like <laughs> South vibes. Oh like, yeah, it's now very... it does. Yeah. You'd hear this on the like alternative country radio station. <laughs> There's alternative the country radio one. stations. Like, the more hip one. There's an alternative shocked. country radio station. <laughs> I had satellite radio for a chunk. I think I still do. 
I don't remember there being an alternative southern radio station. Just because I just noticed it? That's another thing. They haven't had a whole lot of dual vocals in this song. Huh? Or in this album. It's weird. No, and they did, they well. did a little bit more in the last album. Yeah. And they did really well with that last album. Yeah. It makes it more feel more southern rocky with dual vocals, too. Yeah. I guess maybe they were trying to get away from that southern sound. But why? <laughs> hey, honestly, that was... But his voice, like, has that natural southern sound. Yeah. Like, Even though he's from Michigan. <laughs> yeah, they're from Michigan. <laughs> Isn't that odd? Yeah. My favorite part of the South. I mean, it's the United States. These days, anything below Canada is the South. It's part Ouch. of their history, Tim. Ouch. I think you mean their heritage. Yeah, we can't erase their heritage. You can go on a rant if you like. <laughs> Please don't. I know you have them built up inside you. I'm just too tired to argue with people <laughs> these days. I, I, no, I hear that. <laughs> yep, because you know I'm going to defend that Southern heritage. <laughs> Little do the listeners know, Tim has a Stars and Bars tattoo. Hell yeah. <laughs> right next to my PBR tattoo. <laughs> I like, actually want a PBR tattoo, so I'm offended. <laughs> I could have chosen, well, nope, can't choose Schlitz because it's not really a southern one. Uh-uh. Honestly, man, every redneck I knew drank PBR. Milwaukee. <laughs> That's true. Still, I guess a Budweiser tattoo. Do that instead, but that's just everywhere. Jack Daniels. Yeah, Jack Daniels, definitely. Should get a wild turkey tattoo. Let's go get alcohol tattoos. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say. make terrible decisions. <laughs> I think Schultz is also in Milwaukee. So. I've only had like half a beer. I think all beers are probably, I don't think there's any in. Oh, well, there's Billy Beer from Billy yeah. Carter. <laughs> it was probably made, you know, in Milwaukee also. <laughs> Hang on. Fancy could get a Coors Light tattoo. We'll just go into a, like the the tattoo parlor by the gas station. Do I go right? Oh, I don't know what it is. I know it's up right on our way to Grandview. Yeah. You all know it if you've been to Grandview and stop for beer at the QT on Easton. All of the people that listen in California, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Everybody loves hearing us talk about local directions. One direction? What? No. That's next. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they're generally an okay band. All three of us have danced around at some point to this. Yeah. I'm actually kind of surprised I haven't danced around more to this. <laughs> Would be good stripper music. I've actually never been to a strip club, so I have no opinion on that. Some of the songs. I mean, it makes sense. It is, it is weird to me. You've never been to a strip club once. I think it, almost every female I've ever known has at least been to a strip club once. This one is 100 years you think it'll be better than The Cure's 100 Years? I really hope it doesn't take 100 years. Well, it's starting off like it's going to feel like yeah. it. Actually, no, this one is very Southern Rock power ballad. So yeah, I was going to say, this feels power yeah, ballady. It does. I really hope they're going to like suddenly break into blues at no end. Like. Yeah, he's he's laying it on. Ooh. I mean, this feels as good as any Skinner ballad. I think that's the only Southern Rock band I can think of. Molly Hatchet. Nope, that's Southern Pop. Not all Southern bands are country, Kelly. Oh yeah, that'd be country pop. Same thing. <laughs> I don't even know what you were thinking. Feels like this is their the first love song they've had on either album. Yeah. He had to write something after she let him build that studio in their half second floor. God. It was the organ. Fine, but you have to write a song for me. I know, I know, guys, but that's the only reason we're up here right now practicing. 
Bro, you need to nut up. Tell her to kick it. I can't. She's the one on the lease. <laughs> it's her place, guys. I tried and she threatened to burn the organ. <laughs> yeah. We're renting the organ. <laughs> oh, man. You guys probably never have rented instruments, have you? Huh? Have you all ever rented instruments? No. Yeah, I figured not. I did back in the day. We rented a drum set to decide if we wanted to buy a drum set. So we moved a five-piece drum set in my fucking Ford Escort. <laughs> With six trips? From Louisville to Bardstown. <laughs> oh, God. And then had to return it back like two weeks later. Did you get a drum set? Yeah, we finally got a used one. Of course. <laughs> At that point, we had written three songs. We needed to buy a drum set. I was going to say... I like modern bands where they just have like different beats on their keyboard and their synthesizer, and they just like <laughs> just use that. Here's the drum. Beat. I used to kind of look down on bands that did that, but then after a while, I came around like, you know what, it makes sense. It's way cheaper than buying a fucking drum set. And having three friends who know what they're doing that you yeah. can put up with. You can literally play guitar and then just reach over, and boom, and you're good to go. Yeah. Yep. Three friends I can put up. with. Well, that and like. <laughs> We've talked about starting a band, Matt. <laughs> the sound has improved, too. Like, back in the day, synthesized drums sounded like synthesized yeah, drums. Yeah, yeah. You can actually approximate real drums now. I know, like, Bleachers is just Jack Antonoff and his, like, synthesizer, but when he performs live, it's he has a full band, just because... We're not here to review I know. Bleachers, Kelly. I know, but... We're here to talk about music. She can talk <laughs> about her references. We do it all the time. Shh. Tim, she doesn't know that. She doesn't listen. Actually, I think I like this song pretty well. Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah. I mean, we did do a lot of, like, random talking, but... Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I say, I think I think that's a good sign. <clears> like, <throat> we're, we don't, we're not critiquing the song, which means we like listening to it. I can listen to Leonard Skinner without actually forcing myself to listen to Leonard Skinner. Bam. Good job. Yeah. Listen to the snare stamp. So I like this, but his voice gives me some Nickelback vibes, and I hate it. What? <laughs> Damn. Way to shit on the guy. Like, I enjoy it, but then, like, when it gets the gravelly yeah. thing going on, I'm yeah. like... Uh, no, they'd it, be contemporaries with Nickelback, wouldn't they? Mm. Talking 90, what was it? 95 was the last, so like 92 to 95 maybe, something like that. Four. This came out in 95, they stopped in 96, they were there for five years, 91. Look at me do math. Like, what am I Googling? What do you need me to know? So Nickelback gives me them vibes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Technically. Technically, yeah. yeah. See, Nickelback ripped this band off. Fuckers. Fucking Nickelback. Goddamn Canadians. This is Spearfish. Man, I'm leaning hard in the slow stuff on this album. This is like their weird wedding dance song mix. <laughs> or if there's more of a... Right now, here's a slow dance for the bride and groom to do their... I don't know. <laughs> I wonder if there's more of like a post-Nirvana influence going on here, too. Ooh. This is the song that they do the, like, who have been together for one yeah. day, six days, yeah. <laughs> one year. I was going I with that one dance. or like the dollar dance. Ooh. That's even worse. Strip club talk again? No. <laughs> dollar dance? Wedding talks? Have you not? Did you not? People, when they're hey, short people... on their bar tab, yeah. they're like, oh shit, we gotta do a dollar dance. And you like give them a dollar so you can dance with them for 30 seconds. Yeah. Oh, Bride or groom. It's a strip club, you're right. Yeah, it's strip, club, strip too, club, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that weddings have stolen from strip clubs. <sighs> 
I got like eight. I paid that groom five notes. <laughs> you get to shove it in the groom's crotch. I was just gonna say, <laughs> I mean, is, we it did ta- a slow dance. is it distasteful <laughs> to shove it in like the bra? It's not usually a bra in a wedding dress, but like in the front of the wedding dress. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to shove it in the bra because we can do lift the whole fucking wedding dress up. Sometimes it's weigh like ten pounds. <laughs> that comes later. <laughs> Hey, bro, cuckolding you at the fucking reception. <laughs> I mean, some wedding dress go down pretty low in the back. You can... <laughs> I guess you could shove it in the ass part of the yeah, panties. shove it in the oh, ass. Oh, God. I wonder if you can request that at a strip club. Like, hey, honey, can you turn around? You can't touch anymore, so. Yeah. Well, you're not supposed to. Yeah, Actually, I was going to say, last time I was at a strip club, you were still allowed to. Yeah. The closest? Yeah, I don't know if you're allowed. They just weren't following that rule. <laughs> The closest thing to a strip club I've been to is I've been to many drag shows. Right. It's probably pretty similar. Yeah. Less sexy, more clothed. Actually, the one drag show I went to in the mid-90s, there was less touching Mm. than the strip clubs. Mm -hmm. One time we were at a strip club, and uh, this stripper offered for my brother to take a lick, and he said, no, thank you. (laughs) I feel like that would be my response, too. Actually, I think his... Response was, hell no, but... (laughs) No, thank you makes it better. (laughs) There were good strip clubs, and then there was a whole row of skeezy ones on 4th Street in Louisville. We were at the 4th Street skeezy ones that night, and he was like, fuck no. I'm not doing that. Aren't all Des Moines strip clubs skeezy? I don't know. I've only been to Beach Girls or whatever. I went to a really skeezy one, but it was because it had a bar, and it didn't have to be YOB. Honestly, Beach Girls didn't seem that skeezy. Not as skeezy as those ones on 4th Street, let me tell you. In the lumber yard of strip club. Yeah, yeah so in um, northeast Iowa, I think it's Where Cedar, real men go to get wood. Is it Cedar still? Rapids or Waterloo that has the lumber yard Waterloo. too? But doesn't lumber yard sound like a gay strip club? Yes, it yeah. does. <laughs> that's what I thought when I first found out about, like, man, that's not named properly at all. The lumber yard too, one of my teachers would legitimately, like, turn off the radio when we were listening to it when that ad came on. Ugh. <sighs> In high school. How were you listening to radio in the high school? While we were doing our homework because... You were in detention? We had block scheduling and the teachers didn't know what to do with 90% of our time. Oh. Yeah, you Mine know what? taught for 80 minutes. We had 90 minute class periods. I'd say when we went to block scheduling, that was one of the promises mm-hmm. to get the kids on board. Like, you'll get a whole period where you can just study or read or whatever you want to do. Those motherfuckers never gave us that period. Oh, no. No, I, we had class for 85 minutes. Yeah, yeah 90 we had minutes. another class. My, like, math... I had history and video, so I guess technically that counts. <laughs> My math it's class wired. was, like, 20 minutes class, and then the rest was just, like, fuck off and do your homework time. Right. It was Shit. great. Ours was supposed to be 60 minutes of class, 20 minute, 25 minutes of, like, study hall, but it was 85 minutes of class. We never got that shit either. It was straight class time yeah. the whole time. I read time. so many books in high school. Got to watch, like, through Twitter, the Balloon Boy thing, like, live. (laughs) Like, all the tweets that came through my phone. Right. Cops are back. Mine's empty. Whoa, Anna. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. It's a weird changeover, too, because we're near the end of the song. Is that a... Wait, is that a song change, or was that just a... No, that's the song, that's man. Cor- like, that's just a change change? And it looks like there's probably only about 45 Whoa, seconds Whoa, that is left. a stark, like... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I had actually was getting ready to be like, oh, all What's right. What's the title of this? But no. Yeah. It's a weird switch Oh, song over. change. Nope, not song change. Honestly, I like this better. They should have expanded on this as a full song. Yeah, no, this definitely should have been the song. Like, this is how it should have been. 
Maybe this is like a lead in to the next song. We'll find out shortly. Like maybe the next song will be this song. This song has 666 views. Nice. Satan song. Bam. After we, uh, I'll talk about it on here. So uh, we have a somewhat religious staff. Mm. If we had a white marker, we could uh, change the religious bumper sticker they have to be anti-religious. And we could change one number on their license plate to be 666. Nice. I've not noticed that. <laughs> I noticed it today. I noticed the license plate thing. Yeah, I haven't seen people's license plate until we moved to the new office where I can look out my window. Mm. Hey, starting off a little piano. They know. <laughs> they know, yeah, We've been talking about strippers the whole time. This starts off with strippers going home. His girlfriend also asked to sing vocals on at least one song for them to build that studio. It's weird that she chose the stripper song. Hey, man. Maybe she Sex was work is valid. Hey, I'm... Fuck you, Matt. You're not woke Later, enough for Tim. this podcast. <laughs> You're not woke enough for anything. And That's I have a true. fucking Dixie tattoo. <laughs> you have see, a dick tattoo? This is comparative to the last album, where they had the one acoustic song. Yeah. Like, why not mix around and do a little bit Dude, more yeah. of this? Not that I love this song, but they're doing something a little different. Although their acoustic I mean, song in the playing, last album was pretty, pretty good. It was pretty good, yeah. I mean, they're literally playing the same chord over and over on the piano. <laughs> yeah, this is annoying. Still, at this least they like were... like something right out of a musical, honestly. At least they were trying something so that it This is like Matt learning to play the piano. Ding, 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 ding. There we ding, go. Ding, ding. Now they're jamming. A little bit jazzy. Three chords. Ooh. <laughs> you can... <laughs> doing a little bit more work. She's the only one who actually knows how to play an instrument. <laughs> She's actually <laughs> been playing the organ the whole time. Yeah, no shit. Oh, man, that's stereotypical, too, of bands. Like, mm. well, my girlfriend wants to be in the band. Throw her on the organ or the keyboards. Girls can't play guitar. When we start a band, I call dip on, dibs on the keyboard, but only so I can just press one button and start the beat going. I'll just stay with bass. I'll pretend to jam, but I'm not going to touch any uh, keys. I'll do the lip sync. That was piano, by the way. <laughs> that was a whole song? <laughs> yeah, that was it. By the way, the end of the last song, not a lead into this one. This is Pint. I think we're coming to the end. I think this might be it. The Pint Ultimate That's a, song? Sort of like a Jesus Lizard twang intro mm. there. Mm. I know you get that reference. I do, for some reason. Probably because I talked about them last episode and how they're their contemporaries. And also they were the second... Hey, look at that hummingbird. You're a hummingbird. Oh, yeah. Goodbye. They were the headliners on the, the same show that... The hummingbird? To do this. Yeah, the hummingbird. <laughs> they live really long. Fucking killed it. <laughs> that hummingbird was bad. And after that, Jesus Lizard played, so I guess they were technically the headliners. I see, again, they're kind of experimenting somewhat on this, other yeah. than just the straight, like, rock, southern rock sort of thing. It's weird that their experimental sound is always, like, the last song. Let's get that drummer doing some work and kicking it in, guys. Spoken wordish. Mm-hmm. It's the only song we all have been consistently jamming out to. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's not really a jam out song at all. <laughs> not so at all. Far. Now they're mixing all the parts the right yeah, way. What? Yeah. What's going on Wait. here? Why didn't they have another album? Why didn't they do more of this for this album? Language. <laughs> we could all be jamming more because we're slightly deeper in beer, too. Mm-hmm. I've only had the one. That yeah. makes a difference. I'm like one and a quarter, maybe. Oh, yeah, my floor beer. It's still. Uh, it might have an effect. But yeah, they're doing the dual vocals. They're not just yeah. straight ahead rock. 
It's almost what I refer to as science rock, which I know there's a genre called that, but I don't use genres correctly. There's the cops again. Good God, did something happen out here that the cops are here every 20 minutes now? It's weird. They switched from the van cops, though. Now it's like actual... We've seen more cops today than we've seen out here playing for six years. I've seen more cops today than I have on the road in the last (laughs) six years. That's it. Pant was it. Man, they ended strong. Yeah. No, I kind of wish that song would have been elaborated on a little more in other songs. Why don't we start with you as your overall thoughts of the band Mule. I didn't hate them. Like, it was enjoyable. They all were listenable songs. <laughs> like, they're all songs if I heard again, I wouldn't be like, oh, God. Yeah, they, there's nothing they write that's like, well, I'm skipping that. Well, yeah, maybe yeah. that piano song. I'm probably uh, tired of that. Yeah, I wouldn't say the, p- the piano song, maybe. Yeah. It did just kind of feel like a throw-in. Well, Matt, overall thoughts for the band in general? For the band in general, I liked album one better. I did, too. I preferred the first album, which yeah. is kind of a letdown. I think I liked that last song, Pence. Yeah, no, that last More song was solid. Everything they had done. Do you want to give, let's just say, favorite song on the first album, favorite song on the second album? Hang on. We can't really do a top ten for this band. That'd be like, well, we got to delete two songs. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, review. But you can start if you want, Tim, because I'm reviewing no, I, no, album right, one. Go ahead. I think I'm going to go with Drown for album one. Okay. And that last one for album two. Pen like, for album, album two. Pen for album two. I'd say overall, they did do what they set out to do with this band. Yeah. They're southern rock with some punk rock tinges to them. Yeah. So in that sense, they're successful. Mm-hmm. Much like we talked about on the first album, I still don't know who exactly this band is I, for. Yeah, I still don't. The crossover with southern rock fans and punk rock fans is very fucking small. But they did what they set out to do. Yeah. And I would say I understand now why they were second band. I think I said earlier too. They are a second or third band. Yeah, they're definitely not. Yeah. Uh, They might be a really good lead-in, actually, depending on the final band. Like the headliners, whoever they are. As far as my top two songs, I'll go with I Am Hell, because it is a great song. Oh, yeah, it's a solid one, too. And I'll go with Pence, so everybody loves Pence. That's it. That was quick. Two albums were in and out done. In and out, on with life. Should we talk about what's next? I mean, we can. So up next, we're going to explore five albums from the record label Bloated Cat Records. I don't have in front of me what those five albums will I be. Don't, I don't but either. I sent Matt a list of names. He picked out some names, and we're going to do those. Let's go, Disc. Follow us on Twitter at Frisky Discs. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts.